Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we just try to make sense of some of the things we love about photography and some of the things that we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus. Terry, how are you going? Really well. How are you? I'm really, really good. Hey, um, in your family, is there different people like different types of foods? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, funny, it's funny how all of us sometimes like even we can be growing up in the same environment. Yep. But some of us mightn't like seafood for argument's sake. Pickled pork was the thing I hated as a kid, pickled pork. How about, how about Brussels sprouts? Yeah, I didn't mind Brussels sprouts. I still don't. They're pretty good. My brothers didn't like them so much, though. Yeah, so I'm saying. So yeah. it's, it's funny how we've all got that point of difference when it comes to food, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of like, I suppose, the same thing flows over into music. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I don't know, you know, in a general family sometimes there'll be, you'll like one type of music and mm-hmm. you know, Siblings will go, oh, that's rubbish. I can't listen to that. Yes. Turn it off. Turn my ears. <laughs> Sounds like my house. My partner has some interesting taste in music and he thinks the same of me. So, yeah. Well, that's, again, it's a point of difference, isn't it? Is. It? it is. We all have that point of difference when it comes to personal think, taste. Personal and taste, and things we like. Yeah. But yeah. Even, even like the way we dress. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love individuality when it comes to, to how you dress and, and your point of difference depending on how you like to dress yourself. And that can change too, can't it? So, yeah. So it can be, you know, over time your point of difference in the way you dress might change. Is that kind of like at Christmas when I've eaten too much I'm wearing a moo-moo? <laughs> <laughs> That's my point of difference? That's a point. It could, it could be. It could be. But I think it's, look, it's interesting how we're all very different, mm-hmm. you know, and like I said, we like different foods, we like different music, mm. we like different, you know, Decorating. Some people. Yes, your home decor. Your home decor. Some some <laughs> yes. people's home decor is <laughs> questionable. You look at it and go, "How could you live here?" Like it looks like every morning you'd get up and you go, "Oh!" <laughs> and I'm laughing quite heavily here because my partner bought home a crystal ball the other day. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think he wants to be a clairvoyant. <laughs> you should, it's not one of those photography balls, is it? You can use the you know the lens ball. Oh, I probably could. It's like full hand size though. Like it's a huge crystal ball, like a is proper. It cl- is it clear? Yeah. You can use it as a lens ball. Oh my gosh! Thank goodness there's a use for it. <laughs> hey, get down to the beach or somewhere. And okay, I'm going to do that. Google. Just don't scratch it because you wouldn't see the future then. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It could be a very cloudy future. If you just Google lens ball images, yeah, you'll come up with heaps of ideas how to what use a, it. What a great suggestion! Thank there you. you go. Look, we, <laughs> Thanks. That was we'll an solve un- that one. That was an unexpected <laughs> sideways step. <laughs> So remember, people, if your partner bring homes, brings home a crystal ball, you can now use it with You can now use it for photography. Yeah. <laughs> hey, which actually leads us to um, our subject for, for focus is what's your point of difference as a photographer? Oh, that's a really, really good one. Because what do you think yours is? I'd like to probably be shoot stuff as it's seen. As it's seen? And you as, think? As, it, as it, if, if you went there for your own eyes. I mean, a lot of people... Yeah, I know a lot of photographers who like to ramp up the saturation of mm-hmm. of, of any image they they take, yeah. and that that becomes their point, their of, point difference. of difference. Is their that style that they like that really oversaturated look? Yes, I like to try and I see my things that I like is I I like to try and show it as it is. Yeah. So if you were to stand there beside me and 
you'd say, oh, I remember exactly like that, Steve. That's how yeah. I remember. Yeah. And and that's one of my points of difference. Yeah. And I said probably to be honest in the image as well. Yes. Yeah, not to yeah. kind of, you know. Yeah. Mislead people too much. I have to agree with that. To be honest, looking at some of your creative work, and it's very definitely it's it's how it's seen. Yeah, well, that's I mean, yeah. street photography traditionally is a documentary style mm. um, photography. If it you're is. if you're setting it up, yes, it's not the same. I think I I showed you two images tonight. One was, and I was basically had been shooting the supermoon down at Sandgate, which is a little beach coastal. Mm-hmm. suburb of Brisbane. So I was there for the moon to rise up over Morton Island. It's always yeah. spectacular, the moon coming up over the horizon and that type of stuff. So I was down there shooting that and then as I was walking back towards the car, which I was parked probably about a K from where I actually shot, yep. I noticed the tide The tide was out but the moon was creating this fantastic, you know, moon being across the water, mm. right? And there's a couple who are just walking hand in hand, and it's very low tide there. Most people. It's a beautiful image that one. Yeah, yeah. And it's, but it's but it's purely uncrafted. It's it's yeah. It was a moment in time. It was their choice to walk in the water. I no didn't know who they were. Yeah, yeah. I spotted them, and I thought, oh, that's just such a beautiful, iconic yeah. scene. There, hand yeah. in hand. They're yeah. walking in the middle of this moonbeam. They're walking in the water. The water's only like ankle deep. Yeah, yeah. And I've taken the shot. Yeah. Right? To me, like that was – I'd taken all these pictures of the supermoon, but that was mm. – this was m- more powerful mm. than those pictures mm. of the moon coming up. Mm. And you're really good at that. You're really good at sitting around and just waiting for the right moment. And I think that's definitely a different point of view from from other photographers. I think the thing is too, look, I, I took a shot that I took last night. Yeah, down at Lake Samsonvale, and and one of the things I always look for is yeah, you can get beautiful sunsets. Mm-hmm. Shot them heaps of beautiful sunsets, mm-hmm. but if I can get some people in there, and there was two people down by the water's edge taking some pictures of the sunset with yeah. their with their camera phone. Yeah, and they, I I was a fair way back, yeah. um, and I shot it, so I've got them in. They're in full silhouette, so you yeah. can't. You, but yeah, you can, you can see they've got. One that's got the camera phone, uh-huh. and they're just in the corner of this image, and I like that because that was uncrafted. Yeah, it was unstaged, uh-huh. and it was how I saw it. And that, you, that's you how do I saw like it. to put people in your photographs so that they, there's some kind of personal connection. I think yeah. Look, it, it's great to be a take if you can get like a lot of landscape photos are fantastic, and you mm. get beautiful scenery. But somehow, if you can include a person. Mm. I've got another image which I took in Germany and it's at a kind of very popular spot mm-hmm. and it's very picturesque and beautiful and it's inside a it's, – it's a lake inside a – like it used to be an active volcano but it's not now. Beautiful, yeah. Anyway, but there's, there's this backpacker who's climbed out onto a rock and he's looking at it and marvelling in the view but, but and it's usually quite busy and I was, I'm waiting around – and I wasn't sure what I was waiting for, but I was waiting for an image to happen. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's walked on this rock and he's looking at it and he's mesmerised by the what's around. And I've taken this shot and I've got his reflection in the water. Oh, perfect. And that image, like I said, is is I've got images of that same area with well, waited for no people. Yes. But that's, that's the image I like. Yeah. Because you, you kind of like I'm, I'm sharing that with him. Yes. 
because he's enjoying it. Yes. I've taken that picture and I've yeah. kind of shared it. So, so I suppose in my case, I do like to have those, try and get somebody in there if I can. Mm, it's not mm. always possible. Yeah. What, what do you think your point of difference is with your wedding work? Oh, you know, I have to say, and it's, it's strangely, it's not even really related to photography. I think my point of difference is the way that I, that I interact with people. Yep. And that can, and that, that, for what we're talking about, yeah. as a photographer, what's your point of difference? It doesn't have to be your style mm. that you shoot. It can be how you, how you conduct yeah, yourself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think I feel because I've got nearly, you know, 20 years experience photographing and 12 years photographing for my own business where I've developed just a little bit of an ability to interact with people to get the best out of them to make people feel comfortable, to also make them feel like I'm actually part of their party, yes, which yep. is really important when it comes to photographing a wedding because the more accepted you are You're, as, you're almost in the bridal party. Yeah, you want to be able to blend in. You want to be able to be enjoyable and jovial and make people laugh, make people happy. It, of course, it depends on the bridal party, so yes. I will adapt my behaviour depending. And that's a really good skill to have and that's a yeah. good point of difference. If you can, if you can quickly tune in with what your client, mm -hmm. um, things they like, yes, the type of jokes they're making. Even knowing what makes them uncomfortable can be yes. a really, really handy thing to know. And it yep. can be quite um, quite powerful when it comes to interacting and and kind of guiding people through where you want them to be and what you want them to do. If you know what they like and what they don't like, what they, you know, don't like doing or they feel uncomfortable, even their body parts that they're uncomfortable about. Yes. If you try not to focus on those things, that can be a very good point of difference between yourself and another photographer. Yep, yep. And I'm finding these days more and more the feedback I get when I go and photograph a wedding is that that I do things that other photographers haven't done in the past. So, for example, it's, you know, the father and the father of the bride or the father of the groom or the mother of the bride and groom and they'll talk about their past experience with other photographers and they'll just say they'll compare the the level of attention yes. that goes to to creating an image or creating a, a scene or anything and they do note that that's quite different. Yes, and I think that that's a really good message because, like I said, the point of difference doesn't have to be your actual photography style. Mm. It can just simply how you interact yeah, yeah. with people, read people. Yes, yeah, and I've got this running joke that I have with myself that I can speak fluent bogan. Yes. Which... <laughs> It comes in handy sometimes. It comes in very handy. And the truth is that deep down I am a bogan and that's why, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's having the ability to talk to people on all different levels and I, and that's definitely my point of difference. I yep. can be a bit of a chameleon. Well, I mean, I mean, I think what's been interesting about doing these podcasts, we've covered, we've done over 50 podcasts. Yeah, we're, we're getting up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... So we've done over like 50 podcasts and yeah. we've talked about lots of different things and sometimes yes. I throw you in the deep end. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> but you can relate and you can talk and you can add some value to that conversation mm -hmm. because you're you're very rounded, mm -hmm. which obviously what you're talking about with your wedding stuff is yeah. being having that broad rounding understanding of of stuff helps you. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's really important to not just know about the tools that you're using, so the applications such as photography, and not just know about my photographic industry, but I think it's really important to be able to connect with people on a level so you really know a little bit about the psychology and the stuff 
of how people interact. You can read people. You can read what they're about to do, how they're going to behave. And that is really valuable when it comes to shooting my weddings because I can almost anticipate what's going to happen. Yep. And it's such a valuable tool. And that tool is such a different thing than the start-out photographers. And that's my point of difference. Yep. Because and there is so many start-out photographers nowadays. Well, I think it's important to have a point of difference. There's a photographer who um, at some point I'm going to get him on the Exposure podcast. Mm. Um, nearly got him on Christmas. They actually were visiting Queensland. It nearly happened, but yeah, yeah. Ti- timing didn't work, Yeah, unfortunately. But this, this particular photographer takes a lot of portrait shots. And yes. the point of difference is they shoot on film. Beautiful. So they shoot on a medium format film. Beautiful. Right? <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> um, in, a, in an age of digital um, photography, they, sh- they shoot analogue. Oh, my gosh, I love it. I so, love it. So they really have a technical point of difference yes. over a lot of other photographers. Yeah. And people choose that photographer because they shoot on film. Yeah, it is true. It's becoming a, a, a kind of a niche market, isn't yes. it? Yes. I mean, yeah. it's, not, it's, not, it's not your main go-to market that everyone wants to be shot on film. Yeah. But there's some people who really love the the honesty of film and they yeah. want they want to be captured on film. And still. do you know if they develop they do their own editing not editing but developing? No, no, no. She actually actually gets it um, done overseas. Actually, right. She actually sends it. I think to the states. She's actually yeah. found a lab who she can basically tell them what what she wants out yeah, of the image. She, yeah, she, each role she processes a bit different. So yes, she'll yeah. actually ask them to push it. Yes. Or pull it back. That's amazing. That's yeah. a really, really strong team of people to help you get what you yes, want. Yes, and yeah. she gets she basically if she tells them um, what she wants to do with that 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 roll of film. Mm-hmm. She's very happy with the results. And the yeah, yeah, so for those that that haven't used film before, there's um, so when you go to develop your film, so when you're processing your film onto paper, it's almost like a uh, it's it's an editing technique, but it's an old school technique. Yes, it's almost it's almost like related to baking a cake. Yes. Right? So if you if you like your fruit cake with the really kind of burnt, crusty outside. You're going to cook it all the way. You're going to cook it a bit longer. Yeah. The recipe might call for you to cook that baby for 60 minutes and you go, you know what, it's in there for 70. Yeah. So the same thing happens with film. So basically if you were processing a roll of film that was meant to be ISO 100, you can push that a little bit further by, yeah. by I think you lengthen the developing yes. time. Yes, So you ma- manipulate the lengthening or shorten the lengthening yeah. times. You can even manipulate the temperature. Yes. So there's a few things. Temperature of the chemicals. Chemicals. So yeah. There's a few, there's a few <laughs> things in play. It's science. Well, it, it is. It, it is. It is science. Yeah. Because it really it, is at the end of the day. And yeah. when you go to the point where you're actually putting your uh, negatives in the enlarger, once again, you start a completely different process. Yes, that, right. And you can do the same there. I mean, there's, there's latitude then obviously how you, when you get to the print stage mm-hmm. how you actually process that as well yeah so, so you, you can, can dodge that. and burn you can use filters so, so that's, an, not that's like an extreme it. point of difference for a photographer mm. to be able to say i'm not going to shoot digital i'm going to shoot analog Film. yeah but people enjoy that that person offers that service and yeah. there's, there's a clientele out there to me the idea that those images have been created with a more hands-on approach is really that's that's really exciting well it is it's a more personal thing because yeah. it, there's there's lots of decisions made and, and look the old um, adage of you know there's a there's always that debate about Photoshop yeah and now people go oh, if you Photoshop's not a real photo you know in the old days people shot on film and it was honest it is to agree like I, I said the film can be manipulated yeah um, to produce a different type of look yeah that the photographer wants and 
you know, this particular photo shoots with particular brands of film. Yes. Because they, they get it. Because it's a bit like some people, if you if you cook with um, certain, there's certain ingredients when you cook. Yeah. Some are better than others. Yeah. So you'll come back to ones that you know you get consistent results, results with. with. Yes. Right? It's so true. It is. Yeah. It is. So with some some of the films, I mean, I can remember in my film days, I'd, I'd try all these different films and some of them you wouldn't use them because you couldn't replicate the results. Like yeah, it, I used to love using Ilford films. I just found they had that really gorgeous textural quality to yes. them and depth. Yep. So really a lot of people, beautiful Well, Ilford, Ilford was huge in the in the photographic world back mm. then because of because they had the range of papers because you had the Ilford paper to print on as well. I was reading somewhere, somewhere, somewhere the other day that the Ilford paper was coming back and I don't know if it was a f- where it was. Gosh, okay. All these snippets of little tiny bits of information. That's people all I've got. Paper? <laughs> what, what, what are these people talking about? Because it was fiber-based paper, and that was oh, always okay. my favourite. It's yes. beautiful paper. Yes. So, and and yeah. that was choices that the photographer could make back in the day. And yeah. And again, back in the day, people would make a point of difference by choosing a, their prints to be printed on a certain. Yeah. That would be your point of difference. That's right. You might have all your prints printed on a certain type of paper. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, we've got photographers now that do concentrate on such beautiful quality products such as, you know, their art quality papers and whatnot. And there's some photographers that don't even offer digital. So that's their point of difference. They only provide prints because they want their images to be as perfect as possible. They want to have control over it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, as a photographer, one of the dangers you can have, you can go and spend a lot of time capturing perfect images you can process them so they're beautiful color renditions and then you go get and then it printed ha- somewhere and then you hand, it, <laughs> hand them over a usb and they go down to office works and all of a sudden everyone has a green tinge yeah yeah and that's a really good point because yeah. a lot of us are using quite interesting um processing techniques at the moment and yes. depending on where you get your images printed you may have green images pink yes. images blue or red images, images. Red. Depends, depending on how your the the setup is and yeah. that type of thing. So it's 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 again it, your point of difference might be having just keeping control over the process for consistent results for, for consistent style, results. Yeah. So everyone sees. I mean, you know, there's one thing that a lot of photographers have been doing it for a long, long time. When you'll get to understand and look at other photographers' work, and you can actually tell the photographer before you even you look at the image, yes. and you can actually know who it is. It's funny. I've got a few photographers that yep. I. I see their work and I'm like, yeah, I bet that's theirs. And then you find out it is. It is, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh. But the nice thing now is that that it's starting to become, I don't know if it's nice or whether it's not, but it's starting to become a lot harder to tell photographers because there is there's, so there's a, many of us. So many people and there is there is that um, overlap where people are doing very similar they are. styles. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes, you know, that can be flattering or is it is it kind of you know, copying, frustrating as well. Copying yeah. people's yeah stuff. So it's kind of interesting. It's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like I said, and like I said, you know, finding your point of difference as a photographer, I think, is really important if you're mm. going to be successful. That's right. Because it, there is, like you said, there is so many photographers out there. Yeah. And um, every time I kind of jump on Instagram and I start looking through sometimes like maybe looking for a new photographer to follow. Yeah. So I'll look at lots and lots and lots of accounts. Yes. And sometimes I'm just overwhelmed with the number of new, like, you know, you get to, uh, because you do it regularly, you get to yes. see all these all these new ones coming online. Yeah, and their work is amazing. But, oh there's so many, but there's so many of them. But sometimes, like you said, it's you're trying to work out well, what's, what's, 
why would I follow this person? What's different about the work? Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, really from a, from point. a kind of looking at from a trying to get creative, trying to get inspiration. Yeah, looking at what other people are doing is, I want to see what they're doing different to what yeah. everyone else. And see, sometimes you see people who are just jumping on the bandwagon. Yes, and they're just all doing the same thing. Yes, which can be really frustrating if your style is very neutral. Yes, it's very hard to compete with that. And so I think talking about your point of difference in your social medias and showcasing how you are different is really important to gaining yep. that following and finding people that are going to book you. So it, there's lots of techniques to get around that, but it is very difficult when we're such an image-based kind of world at the moment. We're yes. very visually stimulated and we flick through things so fast. So how yeah. do you stand I think, out? I think that, look, you know, there's a lot of stuff available now where people can throw a filter over something Yeah. and give it that... 60s film look yep. without really having much skill base mm. but it can be inconsistent yeah it can it absolutely can it absolutely yeah, can to, to the yeah. point where it, you know it's not really a point of difference if you're just whacking a filter over it <laughs> and you're not whacking the same filter you're just playing you're just playing which is okay as well you're allowed to try try things out to find your style yeah that's it that's it the, the other thing is too is that as a point of difference you could be a photographer who shoots with prime lenses Yes. And, and that is a point of difference because primes give such, you know, such flexibility and, you know, beauty from a prime lens that yeah. you can't always get from a zoom. Yeah. <laughs> zoom, zooms are more practical from a working photographer's point of view that zoom allows you to be able to, you know, quickly photograph yeah. a scene without moving around too much. Yeah. And I choose to use zooms when I photograph weddings so I am non-obtrusive so yes. I don't have to get up close to people. Yes. But there is lots of wedding photographers that use prime lenses for the results and yes. I understand that. But I've I've worked with a few and they're using prime lenses and they get so close to well, what's they happening. Well, they kind of have to. If you're shooting they have th- to. If you've got a 35mm prime on the front You've of got the to camera. get right up in people's face. <laughs> and, and, some, and sometimes that works for people where people are comfortable in, in – you're invading that space and other people aren't. Mm. You know, otherwise, you know, you're comfortable like throwing a 70 to 200 on. Yeah. And be able to. Like I can said, sit back in the crowd and get as close as I would if I was standing right next to them, which I think during a wedding ceremony is really important to be to be back out of the way and yes. out of, you know, and don't get in any you're not You're not way. in their scope of, of that you're actually, you're, that, the practice of you putting the camera at, pointing it at them, is that you're influencing them in a particular yeah. way. When someone, when you're right up in close to people, people are very aware that you're taking the photo. Yeah, and I also don't want to interfere with people's experience of being at that ceremony. I want them to be able to experience it in a way that I'm not being looked at. They're yes. looking at the couple. I'm not distracting them. I'm not getting in their way. I'm not. So, again, that comes back. That's a point of difference yeah. that you offer your yeah. clients. I freak out when I see photographers get really close. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, get out of the way. Make them enjoy their ceremony. You well, know? that's the thing and I, and I think that's the thing. And, and look, some people may be really comfortable with that. Yeah, and sometimes it's unavoidable. You have no choice but to get really close. There is instances, sadly, where you, you have to avoid it. Oh, exactly. Look, I mean, that, that's the nature of photography. I mean, we, we don't always have total control over the environment. Mm-hmm. We're shooting so we have to jump in where we have to jump in and that yeah. type of stuff. So. Yeah. So where, where else, Terry, you reckon – there's a point of difference. We, you know, we've talked about, I suppose, you know, t- this technique. Mm-hmm. There's obviously your skill sets as far as managing people and being yep. able to. And that's always going to be unique to someone else. Yeah. 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 We've we've talked about digital versus analog. Now that is that is a big point of difference. Point of difference can also be the areas that you work. So yep. that could be one thing that that 
you as a photographer, you only service a particular area and that can be your point of difference. And that well, your can point be, of difference too, could, could be the type of photography That's you do. right. So you're niching down. So you niching could, down. Like, you could just be doing dogs. You could be a dog photographer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, that's right. You could, you could dog, you know, be, be photographing pets but you put so much effort into it that, that you become very good at yeah. it. Yeah. So yep. that your pictures are actually, when someone sees it, they know that that particular photographer had taken that image. So photography is a really good example when it comes to a Brisbane photographer that, that does pets. I yes. always think of them every time someone mentions a pet photographer. Yes. Because they take incredible images. And again, so their, their point of difference is that they're known for these incredible mm. images they catch. It's not just they shoot a dog every once, every three months. Someone, that's all they photograph, that's people's all, pets. People's it's pets, amazing. so they get very good at it. So that's, that is a way to become to have a point of difference is to specialise in something. That's right. That's right. And you see so many photographers that are just starting out, and I've been guilty of it myself, is that when they're starting out, then they don't specialise, so they don't have a point of difference. Yeah, and, and sometimes that's for good reasons because they haven't found their niche yet. Yeah, that's you know, some, right. Sometimes it takes a little while for you to find your feet Yes. in photography and where you're going to actually, yeah, where you're going to be comfortable and, and where you can, I suppose, really excel yeah so that's a really good thing to think about if you're just starting out consider what you want your point of difference to be and that's where you can develop your skill set that's what you can start doing it might be what you want to focus in so you're niching down or it could just be that you want to you want to get really good at one particular thing so you might be really amazing at taking photographs in low light and that's your point of difference yes you do that those beautiful um, moody photos um, and you really you know you understand how to work the light and, and get those yeah. consistently get those images. Yeah, yeah. Because that's I said, some people you see they can consistently shoot in a particular lighting condition mm, and mm. get the results without I mean, a lot of times you've got to take a lot of test shots and mm. try and work out where to be and mm. how the light's falling and trying to capture and sometimes in a an event situation you don't have that luxury. Yeah. You have yeah. to be able to just quickly pull that information that's right. Out and, yeah. and shoot. It's a very different scenario, isn't it? It is, it yeah. is. Yeah. So I think there's probably other points of difference that people can do in the photography area and it could be even like just how you deliver your images. Yes. I've seen some really creative photographers Yes. with some very clever yes. things how they deliver their images. Yeah. Yeah, they'll have a yeah. custom little box made that, these the USB turns up in or whatever. Yeah, or they're really tailoring their delivery packaging to the couples. So they're spending time to get to know the couple, find out what they like, and they're tailoring it and they're creating something that's really unique to them. Yeah, so it's, so it's, it, it is something that's, that they're doing differently to what other photographers yeah. are doing and and that could be the reason that they were chosen. Mm, I know there's an amazing Brisbane photographer who has – created albums and things and his his point of difference is that he really connects with the couple he finds out what they like and yes he basically creates artwork for them it is just incredible yes yep yeah and once once you do get to that point if you if you can create a point of difference like that it costs money to do that Mm. to shoot like that but but you can then justify and ask it and you can get paid that money yeah that's that's because you're delivering that's your worth that's 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 where your value is absolutely and like i said so point of point of difference can really dictate how valuable you are as a photographer that's right yeah potentially you know whether you make it or you don't make it and if you're unsure if you have a point of difference ask other people yes because i certainly haven't been able to identify it but the feedback i get from other people is how i conduct myself yeah and so you've, you've you've kind of know that 
how you connect, how you manage people, mm. and you get and you kind of, I suppose, connect at a level where they're comfortable. Yes. Yeah. So you that that's been your strong point. Yeah. So instantly you're like you're like a part of the family. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. I've got lots of people around me then. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what I'm saying. So it becomes a a kind of a different type of environment to whereas, you know, for for a lot of times when a photographer is shooting, this you're shooting strangers. That's right. You don't yeah. know these people, and some photographers get really good. I remember listening to a photographer talking once at a seminar, and they were kind of portrait photographer and. So they would book an hour to do the shoot. Mm-hmm. They'd only shoot, typically they'd plan to shoot 15 minutes. Yes. Right? And they'd typically do the shoot at towards the end of the hour. Yeah. So you spend that first amount of time getting to talking. know someone. Yeah. Yeah, just talking, Absolutely. asking what they like. Yes. Understanding them, getting information from them. That, yeah. That then, and then trying to work out how they can use that to get the best out of them. When they start yeah. actually pressing the shutter, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So it's interesting that I said to, to hear that, and that that person's quite a successful photographer. But they've that's their point of difference is that mm. they'll go in rather than just start. Okay, well we're set up now. We've got the lights. We've got to start shooting. Bang, 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 bang. Shoot a few shots, and then go. Oh, that's not really working. Yeah. Oh, come over here. Shoot, shoot. Yeah. And maybe then you find that like you said like there's parts of the people people don't like being photographed. Yeah. From a particular side. Yeah. That type of stuff that. Yeah, what you've you'd be asking all these questions. Yeah, that was the first thing that I learned actually as a photographer when I was doing glamour work in my very very early twenties. It was we were we were always taught to go and talk with someone. Yep. And get to know them a little bit while they're getting their hair and makeup done. It helps them feel comfortable. Yep. And I think that's that's such a valuable technique when coming to photograph anyone. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So Terry, I think point of difference probably really important if you want to be successful. Mm-hmm. is to have some type of point of difference. But then you need to be able to understand what that point of difference is and what that brings to the client Yes, and then be able to express that to the client Yes, to say, this is what I do differently from other, other photographers may do this, but, but I do this it. Is, yeah. This is how I do it and this is my reasonings for doing it. Absolutely. So we'd love to hear what each of you out there and listening is, what is your point of difference? What yeah. makes you different from the next photographer? That's right. I, I'm so curious. It's so nice to know these things. Well, it's always nice to know that everyone, if we, like I said, we, we started off talking about how we all like different foods. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what food you like. I like food. <laughs> Terry doesn't mind um, having something of, to a, eat. <laughs> a bit of cake or something. So. God, I haven't had cake in months. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> there you go. All right. As usual, if you want to leave some comments, we'll be happy always to, uh, to see that. Until next time, Terry. Happy shooting. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. If you enjoyed the show today, please leave a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a subject for our next show, also leave that in the comment as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.